there? Hello and welcome to the Women in Film and Television Ireland podcast. I'm producer and director Marisa Arroy. In this episode, my fellow board member and producer Fiona Kinsella will be talking to two of our members who have produced feature films screening at this year's Dublin International Film Festival. Ruth Carter's Twig and Sinead O'Rourdon's Swing Bout will both be premiering at the festival. This podcast was made possible by Kamishun Naman. This morning, we're delighted to welcome two amazing women and fellow producers, Ruth Carter and Sinead O'Riordan. Ruth Carter is the producer of Twig, Marion Quinn's highly anticipated second feature, which will open the festival. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. You're probably up to your oxters, both of you. And uh, Sinead's film, Swing Bout, written and directed by longtime collaborator of Sinead, Morris O'Carroll, screens on 26th of February at the Lighthouse at nine o'clock. First of all, just massive congratulations to you both. It's a big feat getting a feature made and to have us selected to such a wonderful and important festival is amazing. So well done. Um, Thank you. Thanks a million. Yeah, really excited about it now, I have to say. Um, yeah, it's been it's, um, yeah exciting week. I think it is. It's uh, the nerves are kicking in. All right, a little bit, <laughs> you know. Ah. Yeah, the good nerves. The good nerves. Do you think it'll be kind of like? Will you be able to sit back and relax before or after the screen, or when will that happen for you? Or like that you'll be able to sort of take it in and kind of unwind a bit. And enjoy at the moment <laughs> I think after for, certainly after for me you know I, I but I think that the enjoyment is getting an audience reaction to the film and and you know kind of seeing if things land where you think they do for you you know because you know our, our film is, is a beautiful film and um it still makes me cry and I've seen it so so many times and and I, I hope to see loads of people crying <laughs> in the audience mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think for me as well um I'm, I'm trying to coach myself into enjoying the moment and enjoying the days leading up to it and trying to enjoy the night which I know I will but I, I guess you're always going to be wearing that the producer cap is on and then you're just hoping that the, that it will land with the audience you know and um, I'm a bit more relaxed now because I got to watch the DCP last night as well so I know we're all good to go so um, I was lucky enough to get a, 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 a cinema a screen in Dundrum so um, I had a little private screening there myself and Morris last night so I think I can relax and hopefully enjoy the night now so fingers crossed. That's great. Well, I think maybe before we really get into the questions and everything, I might get you both just to talk a little bit about the film, um, just a, a little synopsis about the story. And, and um, so maybe Ruth first, if you want to talk sure. a bit about Twig. Yeah, so Twig is um, inspired by um, Antigone, which is uh, Sophocles play that has been around since 440 BC, I think it is. It's about 2,500 years old. And it's kind of amazing when you when you think about it at a time when there was no women acting on stage, women weren't even allowed in the theatre, that Sophocles wrote this story about a young girl who takes on the king, King Creon. So basically our twig, Antigone, is an ad- a contemporary adaptation of that story. 
And in our story, Twig Shadow Malone, who is absolutely so powerful and, and beautiful actress, actor, um, she essentially uh, takes on the local drug lord, who's Leon, who's played by equally excellent Breen O'Burn. So essentially, um, he her brothers are at war with each other. So it's kind of a civil war within a family and they shoot each other. And Brian, uh, Brian Leon essentially decrees that one of her brothers, Paulie, isn't to be buried. Um, and Twig decides that that isn't that isn't the way the things are going to go. So she stands up to the to the king, essentially. Um, and that's where our film takes off. So it's a it's a very powerful retelling of an old story, but a story that, as I said, is kind of amazing that um, all those years ago he could see the power of women, essentially. And, you know, about women who are looking to take on um, the infrastructure and, and the power and to stand up for their family, essentially. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's the story. Brilliant. Wow. Sounds amazing. Isn't I look it? forward to seeing it. Yeah. Thank you. Sinead, do you want to talk a little bit about Swing Yeah, Bout? so um, Swing Bout is not that. <laughs> so um, Swing oh. Bout is, is basically, it follows the, the, the journey of Tony, our protagonist, as she makes her, her way from the dressing room to her ring walk on a night of deceit, betrayal and life-altering decisions. So it's a film about female boxing, um, but you never actually get to see the boxing ring. So it's all the drama and the tension and everything that takes place back uh, backstage. Um, it kind of reveals that sort of um, the dark side, I suppose, uh, underworld of of the boxing. Uh, you know the the boxing. Um, sport that 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 there is and it's very topical i suppose you know with the whole katie taylor trilogy thing right now that's coming up and um it, it's it's we just have a a, a great set like great young talent and emerging talent actually both in front of and behind the camera um so yeah it's it's um we, like we had very low budget for this so from the get-go we knew that we, we'd never actually be able to reveal the boxing ring so we kind of turned tropes on its head and um we decided to make some very kind of more i suppose clever and and, and unique um choices i suppose to to actually more dwell on the backstage drama and tensions that that go on there so it's it's a very it's still a very like it's a, it's a white knuckle crime tr thriller it's it's a ride to watch it and you are rooting for that underdog and it's it's a very clever ending i think given uh the, the budget constraints that we had so yeah looking forward to people seeing it and seeing what their reaction is that sounds brilliant like because if you think about um what it takes to be kind of a professional boxer or wrestler or you know what I mean any of the professional and I don't Absolutely. know kind of in, in watch in watching that like um I, I was never into football you know and my kids are all play football now um, including my daughter who's, in, who's a brilliant footballer um so I've gotten into football and, and and I've just been so over the last for something that I was never really into just kind of watching that performance because it's such a the pressure on somebody who's in sports you know and like even in terms of you know who they're supporting in terms of family and like I, I'd say it sounds like an amazing story sorry. yeah sorry to it's yeah, great and it's again it's 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 a powerful story with women 
and I, I've, I'm always, I like leaning into the budget that you have rather than using it as an obstacle, I think is so important as well. That, that, that's what kind of elevates things, I think. Um, um, do you want to talk a bit about when you came on board to swing about, uh, Sinead, at what point? Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny actually, because anytime, I mean, Fiona, you know, Morris, we did that course, the Screen Ireland course together. Um, and I've worked with him for years. So anytime he has an idea and he wants to do something, I'll always jump on board. But Morris actually pitched that film to me in a graveyard of all places. Uh, we were shooting the, the Screen <laughs> Ireland funded short conversations with my dead father. And uh, we were kind of coming to the end of it. And he was like, I've got this brilliant idea for a new film. It's about female boxing, you know, and he pitched the whole idea to me. And I was like, um, oh, my God, I'm I'm so in. And he Morris was so excited about it. He was like, because it was kind of just after COVID as well. And we were kind of gunning to kind of go and, 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 and shoot some stuff. And he was like, oh, do you know, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot it on my phone if I have to in, in, in my back shed. And I was like, uh, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. I will, <laughs> I will get you the money for this. I will, I will raise the funds as much as we need to to do it. So yeah, I was on board immediately. So that that was, I mean, that's going back kind of just after COVID, I suppose. And then we just kind of got the wheels in motion then, and uh, yeah, went straight into it, held for leather. Which is quite a quick progression as well, you know, yeah. it's just after COVID, which is amazing to have that yeah. kind of energy behind it and it was, end up with a finished film. We, we had another film that we were going to, you know, look at getting funding for and the whole lot. Um, but do you know what? It was it was a trickier film to shoot. And this was more kind of sort of contained because it all it all the production model is such that it all takes place in one location. Um and it was easier for us to shoot. And we just kind of chose not to go down the funding route because we wanted to shoot it straight away. And we, you know, there is a lot of back and forth and a lot of waiting for and decisions that have to be made. So we were like, no, we'll make this and then we'll see with the next film. Like we'll probably go down the funding route for the next one. So yeah. I, I might keep on swing because normally I go from one to two, but I, th I think the funding, that kind of funding is really interesting. Mm -hmm as well and um can you talk a bit about how you raised the finance for the film yeah so i mean it's basically just private investors so it's 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 friends it's family it's people you know it's um some savings i won't lie it's some um children's allowance sorry to my children but you know it's like we just robbed we borrowed we begged we stole um so it's just, you know, for film heads who are very interested and in, I suppose the work that myself and Morris have done uh, came on board and, 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 and invested a bit. So um, we are very fortunate as well in the sense that we shot in, uh, during the month of January, which meant that uh, the location that we, we, we rented um, Super Value Park Creeve for the month of January. And we're lucky with that because there was no uh, matches and stuff on at the time. So they gave us a really good good deal there um cast and crew were available and we got like stellar deals on equipment rental and everything because there wasn't much happening in january right. then so there was a lot of kind of things you know kind of i suppose luck or if you want to believe in luck or you know um opportunity meets preparation or whatever so um yeah so basically that was it yeah pulling in favors left right and center our, our team were incredible like they 
you know, the, the, the cast and crew just gave it their all and they, they just gave us their trust and, and believed in, I suppose, Morris's vision from the start. So they um, we just promised them that we're, we would try to make this breakout film and, and, and just raise the bar again from our previous productions and try to give it as high production value as possible. So they were like, OK, we're in, you know, so, yeah, that's that's basically it in a nutshell. And did you ever at any point think about going down the funding route with it or did you just decide again right away? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I suppose as a producer, you naturally will, right? Um, but I also, because I've been down the funding route before as well, I also knew, um, I guess, what, uh, like the, 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 the delays in that and the back and the forth and the waiting games. So um, I just said, you know what, let's just go hell for leather. Let's raise the funds ourselves and let's let's do what we can with what we have, you know, so. And yeah. Can I ask yeah. what, what the budget was? If I can't, we can. Yeah, no, it. fine. Sure. It's only <laughs> revealed. It was well, it's it started with like a 50,000, you know, I mean, which is stupid, like who making a feature film for 50,000. But obviously, once you open those purse strings, like and it's a film about boxing. So you're talking about costume and production design and none of that is cheap. Um, so it it came in around a hundred and twenty thousand in the end, and Amazing. we're still not finished, obviously, because we're going down the festival route now, and then hopefully a theatrical route and and publicity and all of that. So hmm, not sure where it's going to go, but um, you know, uh, at the moment it's up at one hundred and twenty thousand. So. Yeah, which amazing. is right. That's nothing. That's pain. well. That's an amazing achievement. That's brilliant. Um, amazing. Thank you. Like, yeah, absolutely. Happy. Yeah, no, you absolutely should be, and really proud of that. To be honest with you, Thank like because uh, I, I ha did make uh, Lies We Tell, which is a low budget um film, but even that budget was was four hundred and forty thousand, and that was tough, and that was one location. Yeah. So to do it for one hundred and twenty thousand is really incredible. Yeah. I want to see it even more now. <laughs> I get your ticket, don't mind. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Ruth, uh, so Sinead and Morris have been collaborating for like you kind of sort of came started out sort of together, I think. Uh, whereas is this the first time that you have worked with Marion? Yeah, so mine, mine was um, quite a different entry into the film. Um, so like I develop a lot of stuff myself for, you know, that's in development for a production. Um, and I don't I don't really do a lot of co-pros, um, but this, this is a co-production with Janie Pictures, um, which is Marion Quinn and Tommy Weir's company. Um, so essentially they brought, I, I think Marion sent me um, the pitch deck actually over a weekend. And I don't I don't normally work over the weekend, but I try not to, you know, because mm. three kids and all the rest. But anyway, I happened to open on my phone and it was really beautifully put together pitch deck. I think Tommy put it together actually. Um, but like just really visual and really intriguing. So I was like, oh my God, I don't know what this is about. So of course I, I then opened it on the iPad and started to read it. Um, and then I asked her that weekend, actually you sent me the script because actually I'm really, this actually is really, um, looks really interesting. I think she sent me the script on the Monday and I read it really quickly. And again, you can't always do that, you know, the way it's just with the other stuff on your plate, but it just happened to be 
Um, but I was excited about it as well. So I was like, okay, there's something here. I, I definitely want to have read the script. And I read the script and the script is brilliant. It's a, she's a beautiful, really, really beautiful writer. Um, so brilliant, brilliant script. Um, so from that point then, I met the two of them, um, Tommy, who's co-producer, my the other producer on the film, and Marion, who's the writer-director. And we had a chat um, just about her vision for the film and the whole lot and, you know, expressed interest in getting involved. And from there, we went back to Screen Ireland for further development funds and um, did some work on the script. Not massive work now at that point because she had done an awful lot of work to date. Um, and then started going down the funding uh, route, um, which took a little bit of time, unfortunately, as it does. Um, in fairness, with Screen Ireland, they were they were full on in and enthusiastic. Celine Haddad was the PM mm. for this film. Um, Practically the whole way through to the just at the end, um, she left and Neve Fagan, who is lovely as well, right. stepped in. Yeah, um, so she stepped in at the end of it, but it was Celine really for the the funding decisions and the whole lot. And I have to say, Celine was absolutely amazing because she really believed in the film and and you know she kept kind of um, that enthusiasm up. And I, I know that in the room when when everybody meets to discuss, you know, who, who's going to get funding and how much. She was in there and she she absolutely had her backs and was massively supportive. Um, so in fairness, Screen Ireland, they were first in and, and, and hugely, hugely supportive of the film. Um, and then we had to go and find the rest of the financing from there. So the BAI um, took took a little bit longer. I think we I think we went back four times to the BAI. Really? Yeah, who's yeah. now now called Commission the Man. Um, but I have to say Philip Cooper in there, hugely, hugely supportive, like um, he was like right to the very very end of the film i i couldn't um say enough good things about him he was just absolutely brilliant uh rt came in came on board with dermot horn and again he's he's great actually in terms of acquisitions and then wildcard uh distribution came on board so that that was that's how long did it take for your roots so for like you know, you you had you had. Sorry, Fiona. I just I'm just moderation. Sorry, and I'm just curious because you know we had that choice chance of whether we we're going to go down the Screen Ireland route or not. So I'm just because in in my head it w was a lengthy process. So I'm I'm curious as to how long you know when you decided okay this is we're going to make this now. Um, how long did it take for you to to get the funding overall? Um, at um. I'm actually, I guess what I'm trying, I'm trying to think, because I was involved in this pre-COVID, definitely. Mm. But I'm I'm wondering, um, I'm, I'm actually, I'm here, I'm here looking at my photo because I'm thinking, oh, hang on, is there any clues in here that'll tell me the exact date that I got involved? Celine left sort of in 2022, didn't she? So yeah, that's, we'd filmed, yeah, so we'd film, like, yeah. so she, so we had started filming and everything um, while she was still there, if I remember rightly, it's so hard, isn't it? But let's say, I would say, let, let's say a year and a half before COVID happened. So what was COVID? Four years ago. So maybe um, five and a half years. Yeah, was, it, was it longer? Yeah. When, when was it? it four years ago. Yeah. 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 So let's say from my side of things, um, it probably took about maybe five and a half years, let's say. Maybe, uh, but it, that's very inexact because I, I can't that out but the script was in development for longer than that and but I so I, I can't speak to that because that was with Janie and Marion and Tommy yeah um so but but like that's and that it like if you, if you think about like I suppose when I came on board it was a really well written script with a great pitch um so had a lot of the elements already in place you know so if you think about something so you're starting from an idea 
yeah. essentially you're starting from a pitch in a graveyard yeah. um so that is a much shorter process that you've had compared to what the length of okay. the yeah. other process would be you know and um you know it's quite in, like it is interesting in terms of the financing and really uh, what what takes as much time i think is development you know yeah. and it's about the um the i suppose the what's the word the energy maybe behind the development or something yeah and, i was uh, sorry oh no sorry oh well, no I, I was actually gonna talk a bit about that because um i was at a talk uh just before christmas and somebody was talking about when you're developing a feature it's the momentum that you need to get into the project as well so you're always you it I was wondering how you manage that kind of just getting that sort of momentum and energy into something, even though, you know, it's a while off being shot, I guess, and how you sustain that. I think that's, yeah. I think they have different, they all have different things, you know, they all have different moments. I I just think it's really interesting um, that you have this moment of realization with different projects. You're like, okay, this one we have to make next year. We're, Hmm. We're do or die. We're, yeah. we're going to make this project next year or we're going to have to say goodbye. And I think once you've made that decision about it, and that's gone beyond the development, you, you've, you've gone past the development part, but let's say, but then you're suddenly all your energy goes into, into that project. It doesn't have to be one project. It could be two or three of them, you know? I'm, so I'm just saying, but there becomes a point, I think. And I think in the development thing, the thing that I find so helpful with Lies We Tell, and um, I do still do a lot of work with Elizabeth Gooch, who's the writer of Lies We Tell. Um, we had such energy in that because there was this, small period of time that we had to develop it you know what I mean like that's the way that program was set up which was so helpful and but we brought that to that energy to the other stuff that we do together it's really quite interesting because it's just this and then there's there's a particular film that we just attached um a director to actually that she's written and that's really exciting and I know I I can feel it I can feel it I'm like oh okay I've got a film that I'm currently financing and no ordinary heist which is going to happen this year. So that's the one that my energy is currently behind. And then I'm looking at this next one with Elizabeth and I'm like, okay, I, I can add the marker on that one. I know that one's coming very close, if you know what I mean. So it's kind of, I, I, I don't know why why that is, but you suddenly, I, you get a moment where you realise uh, something's, there's a spark, there's something special, there's something that has really, you know that from the beginning because you're on it, but because mm. you've progressed it in a way, and you suddenly have that feeling you're like okay hang on i know i know we can pull this one together yeah. you know um but look like anything it takes time and as i said you know how many rounds and stuff and you end up going in for you know but then i think isn't that perseverance as well like you're like mm. you know what but i think it, that's still about the momentum because you're kind of thinking okay right they've said this what do we need to do to change their minds or yeah yeah yeah, that's really important, that piece, you know, that and actually that feedback from other people who aren't as involved in that, because you do get to a point where you're like, oh, I, don't, I don't know what notes to give anymore. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, because it feels so good. You, you're in such a good place. But then so, and somebody else comes in, um, not an outsider, not outside the film industry, but like a financier or something and says, mm. well, do you not think if you, you know, about something to do with a character or whatever, and it suddenly opens things up again. Mm. I think that's the, isn't that the exciting thing about film, television? It's so yeah. collaborative, you know, mm. like it's, and I don't know that's what I enjoy the most anyway is you know all these people working together and and everybody's doing their best like absolutely yeah, doing their everyone best. everyone wants the best 
of it like yeah yeah and I, I think that's really special I don't forget that anywhere else that like everybody there's like I don't know 40 people let's say 50 um, and everybody's pulling together for the exact same thing yeah. I don't think you do get it anywhere else because I try to explain this to my husband you know that film family aspect of it you know and um, it's it's just a very special world, I think, to be involved in because everyone's rooting for the same thing, you know, everyone's, um, you know, wanting to get this off the page and onto the screen and everyone's got all their different jobs and everything, but it's a it's a it's a massively collaborative effort and I don't I don't know I mean actually my background is in technology I, I used to test software and you definitely didn't have that energy <laughs> in back in testing software I can tell you that much you know it's 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 filmmaking it's just it's so dynamic and you know collaborative and I think it's why why we do it right it's mm. kind of yeah raw it's like a, a drug or something i don't it's, know it's, I, the yeah. whole, it's judy it's the whole barn show kind of thing from those judy garland films isn't it <laughs> it's sort of in a yeah in a more organized way than that but. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and with adults but um, it's not always organized either right i mean jesus like it's it's um stressful in it in uh, right but yeah but it is stressful but the rewards the reward so way that they do um <laughs> you know a little bit like childbirth yeah um <laughs> when the kids are in good form <laughs> but it it is that it's that there's a definite kind of um I don't know buzz you get from it and, mm. and like that there's uh people you work with and you you want to continue working with them you know yeah. like I, I do a lot of work with Helen Marie line producer and she's just fabulous uh, I just love um she's brilliant at her job but mm. I love her company it's we have so much fun it's like you know it's yeah. I don't know yeah I feel I think it's a real privilege actually um it's tough though because you don't always get paid <laughs> and that's the other side of it so <laughs> or or and even further than that you're actually paying for the privilege exactly. <laughs> yeah um, okay I'm gonna get, get maybe we could just talk a little bit about casting uh, as well so um how did you go about finding cast Sinead for, so um so I guess just like Ruth, what you were saying there, we've we've worked with some of the cast before. Um, and when Morris was writing the script, he had uh, a certain few of them already in mind for those roles. Um, so I'm acting in in it as well, Ruth. I, I don't know if oh, you know right. that from an acting producer. So I was always going to be playing Coach Emma. I guess that was another reason why I was going that I really jumped in as producer as well because it's it's probably my first uh substantial kind of a uh, supporting lead role um but so we worked with some of the cast before like ben condren uh, johnny elliott and stuff and then and john connors and then um for casting the girls like i knew nothing about boxing absolutely nothing about boxing so like my learning curve was massive so you know even to, to come up with a casting brief that we were going to send out you know so we basically yeah we put a brief together and we just threw it out there into the world um Every, we got so much interest in it. Um, I think particularly because it's it's female driven. It's um, 
it's about boxing female boxing which is so topical and um yeah people just started sharing and spreading it on 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 instagram and facebook and stuff and we got absolutely hundreds of auditions like hundreds and hundreds and it was interesting for me as an actor to be on the other side looking through the auditions and seeing what makes or breaks a performance because uh kira berkeley i don't know if you know of her i'm sure you will after this she is uh i believe a star in the making this young amazing actress um or actor or whoever however we call it these days um and as soon as her audition came through it just i mean she was she was our tony you know and she was not particularly what morris had in mind initially like um how, how she looked but um but but she really when those cameras were on her she just turned into this monster and this this like oh she was just she was just the character she embodied it straight away so so then once we had Kira we had to kind of for, find her formidable formidable opponent um and and it was a bit tricky because you know in boxing you've got the certain weight categories like they all have to be within the same weight range and height and the whole lot so we were sort of restricted that way as well um but we were able to find uh, her opponent then, Chrissy Cronin from Cork, who's brilliant. And yeah, and from there we just went about finding our other swing belt fighters, and um, and and we 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 kind of had some of the cast already in place. So yeah, that was our story. That's amazing. I always think that's really interesting as well as how you can be completely blown away by um by an actor and i think it's a quite it's a quite an interesting thing that you know who makes it who doesn't make it who becomes a star who doesn't do you know what i mean but it it's a funny it's like there's this presence or something that somebody brings to a role that somebody else just doesn't have that for that role yeah. you know, what, you know what it is it's the choices they make I mm. think you know what people actually what a lot of the actors were doing is they were playing boxers you know yeah. they were playing boxers whereas Kira just brought herself and brought the character that she had in mind and brought that because at the end of the day boxer, boxers like they're very hard workers right and they're they're like they're a lot of them like i think they're 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 humble and they're gracious and they're 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 disciplined and they and and and, and that's a lot of the kind of traits that kira herself as a person has you know um so i think that's what what stood out for her for us she didn't play the boxer she just brought that kind of human side to 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 the role, I guess, you know, and happened to be a boxer, you know. So yeah, it was interesting. And how you you were acting in it, like how did you manage producing and acting and like how did you do it all? You know what? Um I was recently just literally last week diagnosed with ADHD and um I think it has served me well in the sense that as a producer, for me anyway, my thoughts are always racing. I'm like, oh my God, I've got this to do, that to do. I've got a million things, you know yourself, right? Um, so I think like the racing thoughts were a good thing and I'm able to get through everything I need to do. But then with ADHD as well, you, you have this, um, I guess, superpower to be able to hyper-focus in on certain things as well. So 
like when I was in producer mode, I was running around the place. Um, and then when the cameras were on and the, the, the actor hat was on, I was just able to, to, to block out all the thoughts and hyper-focus in on the acting. I don't know if it's a skill set that any everybody has. I don't know. It serves me well anyway. So I'm like, yay, ADHD. <laughs> but, that, but I think, that, yeah. I think that's amazing. That's something that I could be... Um, viewed in a negative fashion actually has given you great strengths um because I, yeah. I do think there is um I've witnessed that with people through the years you know who maybe have dyslexia and my son has delayed language development and you, there's but actually it gives this other skill set that is actually if you tap into it it can be really amazing yeah. absolutely that's amazing yeah, yeah. so yeah. um it works and I was never even we even triply impressed now <laughs> there you go um yeah so it just it just works for me it's obviously exhausting as well you know doing doing both roles but you know what I, I like I'm an actor first I, I produce to act I love acting it's my passion and um you know I don't see it as as work I really believe in that saying find does it find a job that you love and you'll never work a day in your life again and mm -hmm. I really I, I live by a, I live by that and I'm, I feel very privileged and fortunate that I can do that you know so because as I said I used to work in high tech and I I'm just so relieved that I don't have to do that anymore you know so because I hated it so yeah that that was that's me anyway you want you to talk about your casting Ruth yeah oh sure <laughs> cool yeah yeah um so for us uh we decided to it was before we had um all the funding in place actually we decided to um start casting for the role of twig so we just went down um we employed these kylie and thursa ging who are amazing as, as we all know absolutely amazing casting directors and they sent out a brief for this for this role um and we didn't specify race or anything like that it was it was an open brief essentially um for the role and so we saw a number of actors um some really really great actors but like that shade really blew us away she was just um She's just, she's an incredible performer, to be honest. Like, she's just um, an amazing at improvisation, you know, because when we were casting Eamon, who's her her love interest, um, who Jonica Tynan plays, and he's absolutely brilliant in the role. But, you know, we we did loads of chemistry reads with her and other actors, mm -hmm. and and it was just amazing to watch her. I could I could have watched her all day, you know, because um, Marion would, would, you know, kind of throw something completely, completely different at them, and she just run with it. And... Um, so she was absolutely brilliant. So she, so she was attached before commission the BAI commission the man came on board. In fact, um, so that which is um, kind of unusual enough, in the given uh, she 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 wouldn't be a big name, let's say, um, she will be a big name. She's de she's certainly a star in the making. Um, but uh, and then from there we cast. We ended up. We actually started to cast before we cast Leon. Funny enough, we started to cast around her family. Um, which is Galia Conroy, Conroy uh, Quaker Fortune, and Justin Manine. Um, so they came into play then at that point. And, th and that was really exciting. So that was after all the funding was together. Um, and they were, they're absolutely, I have to say, a brilliant, brilliant cast um, and, and just so um, enthusiastic and energetic. And, and they all really bonded as well. Jay Jordan as well is, is the cast and Jack Mead. And, and they're, just, they're absolutely brilliant. Um, 
and and we had like we didn't have much time for rehearsal but in the final week um and marion uh, is an actor as well mm-hmm. um so i'd say she really understands you know like yourself she really understands the process and, and that coming on to set and you know it must be really daunting you know it's something that you know you, you don't really think about but it must be really daunting to just arrive and not have had very much face time with people mm-hmm. so she got everybody in to just kind of hang around and do improv and have a bit of crack and um actually i think that was really really studious really studious just in terms of how everybody kind of worked together from there on in um so no no i'm I'm actually i can't wait to see them all actually tomorrow night because they are they they were really were were just so pleasant just just absolutely brilliant you know um and it's really exciting that as well to to be on the cusp with somebody who who is going to like I can yeah. see it in Shade, you know, and the same with Agnes O'Casey and Liza Retail, that they're just so brilliant. And you can see that and like Shade can't even stay for the premiere because she's to race off to be on stage on the gaiety at half seven. And Gronya Humphreys, director of Diff, was telling us she thinks in all the years of, of the festival, this is the first time that's happened. And I just think that's amazing. And I, I hope, like, I think it's a shame for Shadi that she can't sit and watch it and, and see the reaction to her absolutely compelling, beautiful performance. But at the same time, I think it's not amazing that, you know, she, mm-hmm. she'll get to come, do an intro and then race off to be on stage. Um, Especially so at that age. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope she looks back on it and mm. it's like, oh, that was, you know, that was, yeah, you know, amazing. And like that, like, you know, funny, uh, Sinead, you said about, um, trying to talk to yourself about enjoying it and because it yeah I think that's really key I think that's a really key thing to do because there's so much going on and um like so many other things in life and family and stuff that's going on in the midst of you know this really exciting um launch of a film mm. and actually you can nearly be like oh my god I just need the day to be over <laughs> so that yeah. you can breathe you know yeah. So yeah, and, um, and I think I think as producers, I suppose as well, like you're you're always naturally thinking about the next project, you know, and you've got to you're juggling always juggling a few balls in the air, and and maybe that's why we don't allow ourselves that time to enjoy it, you know, because you are thinking of the next thing or whatever. So I'm just trying to step back a little bit and um and try to just be in the moment a bit more, you know. I was actually out for dinner with somebody on Saturday and their producers as well and they just said like um what you should do is every moment no matter how small every victory take the opportunity and just relish it just have a little glass of wine just have a little celebration because it's a long haul but you just you you need to take the time to celebrate it yeah Yeah, no, absolutely. Totally agree. Because I think as well, the the industry is, there's so many, there's so many disappointments. Like there is, it, it's, it's full of highs, they're full of lows. Oh, yeah. But I think that's why, funny enough, I think certainly for me that, you know, I don't go too big with the high because I, I don't want to go too down with the low. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of, well, sorry, for, no, for no. it's kind of a superstitious thing almost as well. It's yeah. kind of like, this is great. But where's what's going to happen now to take the, you're always waiting for the low, I, I think. Yes. I, yeah. because, and it's because sometimes you will get funding and that, that has happened, you know, not not in terms of um, kind of soft money, let's say commercial money. Somebody comes on board and it's like, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't quite pull together 
in the way that it should and then the fun funding is no longer there and it's so I think that's why but I yeah it's actually um and it's how you frame things as well you know what's yeah. successful what what is the success yeah. what's the you know and, and I think that's that's really important as well but um but anyway I'm going to take your note now Sinead so I'm going to be really relaxed and just keep yeah. enjoying <laughs> and, 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 the next 48 hours <laughs> and also can I just qualify what I said about wait for the what's going to go wrong then I kind of quickly sort of you kind of then you just have to pull yourself out of that and it could actually all go right yeah <laughs> and, and, and I think there's a lot of um and maybe that's about putting momentum into it as well as it there's a lot about positive thinking and putting it out there and just keeping that positivity because that's how it's all going to happen yeah and actually that's one thing that we sort of tried to instill in our casting crew was that was to was that positivity you know um we just we you know we, they all kind of just put their their trust immediately in morris anyway but but you have to keep that momentum going you know and yeah that's that that was one thing like that we all tried to bring to set every day was that yeah yay positivity you know because it was exhausting i mean feature films what for us we had a 28 day shoot you know and and it was all um quite hectic in the sense that we we couldn't go back for reshoots we were we had it scheduled to a, a t like because we we're inside in that stadium and we had we had to get everything done like in in, in that month or or else we couldn't go back because there was gaa games on and gaa players and stuff but yeah just to keep everyone going every day like that positivity and stuff it's 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 very important but look the industry is such as uh, there are the lows, you know, and there, you know, you're not a door isn't always going to open for you, or if it is, it might slam closed, you know. But I suppose you just keep plowing on and you know, keep going. Yeah. I'm going to ask you both the last two questions now because it, <laughs> but this has been great. I could actually stay on this call for ages, but I've called <laughs> 11, but it's. <laughs> And um, I was going to ask, what advice would you give to people when they're embarking on their first feature? But I think you've kind of answered that, like, but unless there's something else that you want to say, um, Sinead. Um, I suppose, you know, don't ask for permission. Just go and do it. Um, if you believe in something, um, I think belief is really is what what will carry you through and 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 find find like minded people like yourself um, uh, who who want to go on this journey with you because you know yourself it only takes one person <laughs> you know to 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 bring everything down so just if you believe in it go for it um, and there's always going to be obstacles in your way no matter what like even if you've got funding from you know universal or whatever there's always obstacles you know but just just believe in believe in yourself believe in your project and and and, and work with like-minded people that would be my advice so and really, I, I can't top that like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um can you just say what's next and what's for you and what's next for the film so i'll start with ruth yeah, so for me, um, so next for the film, we'll be releasing it with Wildcard Distribution in Ireland and the UK. So we're just confirming dates, but oh. I'd say it'll be May. So oh, brilliant. That yeah, so, yeah, so that's exciting. Um, so yeah, I can't wait for that. Um, and then my next project is um, a heist 
film called No Ordinary Heist, which is based on the 2004 bank heist in Northern Ireland, where 26.5 million sterling was robbed from the bank. And um, basically the story is about the two men, so it's a target kidnapping, and it's the two men who are basically in the vault, and they have, um, inspired by the true story, by the way, but fictional versions of the characters, but they have shared past history. And they now have to learn to trust each other in order to save their families' lives. Um, so Colin McIver is um, the director. He co-wrote it with Ashton Karstein, um, and that's um, an absolutely brilliant, um, a brilliant film um, that I'm co-producing with Damon Lane of Next Wednesday Films. Brilliant. I think I got everyone in there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, no, no. So I'm excited about that. So we're hoping to be shooting that in September. We're we're, we're nearly fully financed. I, I should have that stamped across here. Look. Yeah. <laughs> so. Really? Excited. Yeah, yeah. So. And are, are Northern Ireland Screen involved in that as well? Yeah, yeah, Northern Ireland Screen are involved. We've got quite a, a number of people involved. Northern Ireland Screen, Screen Ireland. We have BBC Northern Ireland. We have RTE. Um, oh, God, I'm trying to think who else. So, yeah, we've um, Wildcard. Actually, Wildcard Distribution are involved. Um, so we've we've quite a number of um, funders to date. So we're just on the kind of final final push, really. So yeah, yes, it'll be will be across the line. <laughs> and Sinead, what are you? What about so, you? So uh, yeah, I suppose we have another project myself and Morris. Um, that's just still in development at the moment. But um, in terms of the film, we are going to see the audience reaction and um, hopefully just uh, get another great festival off the back of this, an international one, uh, one in the States, one in Europe, and hopefully um, attract some uh, sales agent or distributor on board. It's kind of hard when it's, it's, it's an independent film because, you know, um, I suppose a lot of distributors want want that kind of you know they 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 look to go to Screen Ireland to, for completion funding, but we already had a completed film, you know what I mean. So um, and they kind of need that money then to help with distribution and stuff. So it's a kind of a a tricky situation. But I'm hoping that we'll get some um international sales agent and distributor on board. I know that there's an industry event with um a diff that introduce you to international programmers. So I'm hoping to um, lure them along to our film <laughs> and get someone like we have entered it into other film festivals, but you know yourself, it's always good to, to meet people. But no, I think it's actually really important and because I, I definitely did learn that on Lies We Tell, just actually getting to meet some of the programmers as we went to different festivals. Very important. That's been so super helpful. So, yeah. so super helpful for the future. And then mm -hmm. at some of those festivals, there's other programmers from other festivals and, and they might see the film and then be like, oh, can you come to my festival? Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think because um, um, and actually, one of the festival pro programmers in Palm Springs um, actually said to me, because she had been introduced to the film um, by a consultant who Screen Ireland had actually put on um, the POV films, um, and she said, oh, I'm really glad that Christoph got me to watch your film. And oh, so, because, because there's so many, but there's, there's so many films, so it's, it's hard yeah. to, yeah. it's hard to... Um, that's it. Like they're getting so many applications and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you always just have to meet people in the flash, I think, you know. Yes. Yeah. Like even even a face to an aim is important, but a follow up yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah, it is a, it like even 
that that's it's a relationship business mm-hmm. even you know when you're in production it's about the well in pre-production it's about the writers and directors you want to work with then it becomes about the crew you want to work with and then afterwards it's about the sales agents and mm-hmm. yeah and it is so much easier when you know them to sit down and just have a chat with them yeah. as well yeah. Yeah. yeah or even to get them to watch the film that's yeah. you know what I mean because people yeah. because people yeah. do watch it but you know and then it's so subjective like because somebody might watch it in in, the, in an office and somebody else might get yeah anyway anyway yeah okay can well, I just give one sorry I know you're really doing it but just very one thing I just wanted to add with the casting process I just wanted to thank I forgot to say uh, Fish Pond actually and um, Ashlyn and Fish Pond was very helpful for us in getting the brief put out there as well so I just wanted to give her a nod there because she she um you know fish pond is great for just fantastic yeah. yeah so um we wouldn't have gotten it uh out into the pond i suppose only for them so yeah just wanted to acknowledge that um listen thank you both for uh joining today it's been actually a really enjoyable conversation on <laughs> i really enjoyed this thank you <laughs> And come here, uh, Ruth. Best of luck. Yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. To support the work we do, you can join with today at WFT.ie.